you know, at a certain point, we get so lost in our own metrics and our own opinions that it's hard to see the bigger picture. So, you know, I, I think that offering that new perspective on it, it, I love it. Welcome to the Michigan Short-Term Rentals Podcast, the show about buying, optimizing, and managing short-term rentals in the state of Michigan. Get insights and recommendations from vacation rental operators to help take your property to the next level. Are you ready to profit from your short-term rental? Let's get started. Welcome to the Michigan Short-Term Rentals Podcast. My name is Tony Stancato here with my co-host Jordan Painter. What's up, man? Happy Thursday. It's a good day. <laughs> Absolutely. What do you got going on this weekend? Anything exciting? I don't think so. We're getting geared up to be doing some traveling and so probably going to be a pretty low-key weekend this weekend. Spending time with the family before before heading out. That's awesome. We are going to the Western Michigan Broncos and the Central Michigan Chippewas basketball game right here in uh, hometown Kalamazoo, you know, so half my family, well, I'm pretty much the only one that's not a chip, so got a whole bunch of Central Michigan Chippewas in the family, including my wife and my mom, so we're going to go watch that game with the boys since the boys just started their first year of basketball, so should be good. A house divided. So are you pulling to get the kids to your side, swing the boys to your side or what? Well, they were rooting for the Broncos. I told them, eh, you know, nobody's a Bronco necessarily in our family yet. So you might want to hold off before you, uh, the chips fired up, you know? That's awesome. And then we got, a, we got a couple good midterm rentals checking in this week too. So the nuclear plant down in Bridgman, Michigan, they must be starting up Monday. So have a couple of those checking in and then just got another one for that same company checking in. They just booked this week and checking in in the next month. So excited for that. Love, love some nuclear plants, man. Yeah. Good draw for people in the off season for sure. Absolutely. And then just a shout out to one of our Michigan short-term rentals conference sponsors, Luther Truck over at LMCU. He's just been a huge help for us on the lending side. And then just from like LMCU on the business banking side, love the platform, but I use LMCU personally on all my, my own mortgages and stuff. So if you're looking for a lender, especially somebody on the second home loan, reach out to Luther Truck. I'll make sure I include his information, his contact info in the show notes, but definitely a good guy. He's helped me out on some loans too that weren't going so hot and they weren't his loans, but he was still able to jump in and help us get that uh, get that through to the finish line. So thanks again for sponsoring the, the conference and reach out to him if, if you need some second home loan options for your short-term rental. All right, today, let's jump into it. We are, this, this is something that used to really tick me off. It still doesn't sit extremely well with me, but I think I'm getting better. And I think some of the info that uh, we're going to talk about here today definitely helps, helps with taking it a little bit more in stride. So today we're talking about getting a four-star review that reads like a five-star review. It happens more often than you can, you can think about. And you're just like, what the heck, you know, like where, what, why is it a four star and not a five star when it reads like this? And we've done some things to mitigate it from getting it, but I did want to share, somebody had posted on my LinkedIn. I had actually put it on LinkedIn and was just saying, Hey, this kind of gets on my nerves. 
And then somebody commented, and this is what she wrote. It hurts, yes. Then I remind myself that the four-star review written like a five-star are my favorite ones sprinkled into the five stars. People skim five-star reviews, but they'll read the four stars to find out why it's not rated perfectly. Take the opportunity to reply and make that four-star the best asset in the list. Like, to me, that just really broke the mold of, like, the way that I think about those reviews. Like, oh, come on, you jerk. Why did, you know, why, why did you rate it so low? You said you had a perfect stay and, like, want to come back and all that stuff. But I think she has a really good point in, hey, how can I actually make that the best asset? And she's right, 100%, because when I'm looking at reviews, when I'm, I'm going to book a place and it's not perfectly rated, I skip over every single five star. I don't read. I, I I don't think I read a single five star. I go right to the four stars or anything less than than five star, and I read those. So, what what are your thoughts on, on that? I mean, you t you're a little bit. Jordan's a little bit more low key than I am. He takes things in stride a lot better. Me, I get pretty fired up. Yeah. So you know, I I think it's just it's just another great example to me of perspective. It's an example of community. It's an example of missed opportunity, right? So when, when we're, when we're th seeing things like that, you look at it through this lens of like Tony, Tony and I both like to a certain extent, I think a lot of people probably listen to this podcast, you're entrepreneurial, you're high achievers, you want to make everybody happy. You want to do everything right. You want to be the best. You want excellence. That's what we strive for. And, and there's a, there's a feeling of anything short of five star or whatever that measure is that you're using is a failure, right? So it's like you get a four star, we lost five star status. Now it's 4.8975 or whatever it is, right? So, you know, at a certain point, we get so lost in our own metrics and our own opinions that it's hard to see the bigger picture. So, you know, I, I think that offering that new perspective on it, it, I love it. I mean, I saw that post that you put out there and I thought, man, what other areas are we missing out on opportunities because we feel like it's a failure and so it's it's to me it's just a reminder to start looking under the rocks of opportunity that we're missing one being the, the four star or, or could it be a three star and how you respond to it or you know sometimes you get these reviews that are so bad i'll go i'll be going through and reading a one or two star and it's like obviously this guest is out of their freaking mind and they don't have reasonable expectations so yeah great perspective i love the idea of of doubling down on just the concept of looking for opportunity where, you, where you're not finding it, so. And I will say some of the other comments on my LinkedIn post were also like, hey, wouldn't you rather have something that's not technically perfect because that perfection status actually might make people think like, oh, is this fake? Or like some people think that that, because it's perfect, that maybe some of those reviews aren't real or they're given by somebody somebody else type of thing. And I think think there is potentially an element of that. But I also, to me, like four stars, dude, I don't know, what's your thresh, threshold when it comes to staying at a property? Like, or, or do you not care? You know, like, hey, I'm not gonna stay anywhere under, you know, a four star or I'm not gonna stay anywhere under this. Yeah, I, I would say typically speaking, that would be a good measure. I don't know that I 
I'm a pretty easy person to please largely. And some of the things that I see people rating properties on, it's like I, I could live without. So it's not as, as big of a deal. But I, but I would definitely say that to your point, I only like I'll, I'll start when I'm reading reviews for any product or service, even outside of, of a short term rental, I go straight for the like one, two, three stars. Like what is the worst thing that people have to say about this? And then it's yeah. like, okay, is that something I can live with? Um, usually, usually it's not as big a deal as, as you think. So typically typical Jordan fashion politician type stuff, you know, back to the original question. I mean, dude, so you're telling me you would book like a three star Airbnb, three out of five. I just, it, it in my opinion, what, here, it depends here's what the negative reviews say. It depends what the negative my reviews opinion. say. Listen to this though. There is so many options that have good options. Like, unless it's like, holy crap, this is 25% of the price, which is also scary, right? Like, oh, it's three stars and it's 25% of the price of the other ones. But it's like, in my opinion, I feel like there's so much inventory available why would I settle for a three star? You know, especially if it's a similar price point when I could just go with like a 4.9, you know? So you don't, you're saying reviews don't really matter at all. Like if no, I would say, I would say in all likelihood, we're booking a four star plus, but again, a lot of times when I'm, when I'm seeing the reviews people are leaving and the things they're complaining about, I, I guess I just have been in business so long that I understand a lot of people are not, reasonable in expectations but but that being said you're right four star plus would probably be the minimum that that i would consider and in that to be fair i'm usually not the one making the final call when we're traveling yeah. anyway so i was gonna um, say it sounds like would probably say 4.5 plus so i was gonna say yeah it sounds like maybe uh maybe you don't even necessarily do the booking so easier to i look at cool pictures and then i let let somebody else make the decisions yeah so for me it's like Again, even if you're at like a three star, you got to have a lot of bad reviews, you know? So it's like, if I see one picky person, it's like, oh, I can get over that. But if it's like, dude, you're at three, st three stars and you have like 12 reviews, which might not seem like a lot, you still got to get a lot of bad reviews to get that three star. So it's like, eh, it, I don't think it's necessarily the people at that point. It's more of like, dude, this is a pretty bad property. So me personally, it's like, it's gotta be a 4.75 or, or higher. Again, there's just so much available that's, you know, at a good price point and also really, really nice place to stay that if I can get something at a 4.75, why the heck would I do anything less than that? So, but let's do a little, Let's dig into, we have a review here, and this is, I believe this is the only four star on this property. So this property is at 4.94 stars out of five on Airbnb, and this is his review. Was a very nice house and backyard. We want to book this again someday. It's got everything you're looking for, and left a four star review. So, Jordan, how do we turn that into our greatest asset on those reviews? Yeah, so, you know, I think, how, how do you reply to that? I guess would be the first question is, you know, do you, do you get salty and say, you suck for not leaving five stars? <laughs> or do you reply, yeah, welcome back anytime, love to have another shot at giving you a five-star experience so we can get a five-star review? Like, how, how would you respond to that? Yeah, so how I would respond to it would just be like, how can I over deliver just on like that customer guest experience, the communication side of it, 
And maybe I would even try to sprinkle in a recommendation of, hey, yeah, next time you're in town, you and your group might want to check this area out if you didn't get a chance because it's like amazing, right? So like, what could you do to go to over deliver? I probably wouldn't necessarily say, hey, you know, like how can we give you a five star next time? Clearly this person, and again, even in the communication with this this guy during the during the stay, it was like, dude, we love this. Like, I mean, I, I, if I remember right, it was like, dude, he just, he loved this place and he was to the moon on it and like very grateful that he was able to stay in it and all that stuff. So it was, it was quite the surprise that, that we got a four star, but you know, this particular individual, again, there's some people that I think just will never leave a five star because there's always room for improvement. And in their mind, it's like, yeah, that was four star. But again, too many four stars, man. You're you're going under that 4.75 where you're no longer going to be on the Stancato radar for for booking. So that's where I do get a little nervous. But again, this one was a great review, great guest, you know, great communication over there. So it's like, how could you over deliver on the communication? And I think that would just be like, hey, really appreciate hosting. You know, really enjoyed hosting you and your group. Welcome back anytime. Next time you guys are in town, maybe check this, this, and this out. And you know, maybe find a way to, hey, we could give you, a, if you if you want to come back, happy to give you like a 5% discount on a repeat booking or something. What do you yeah, think about I like that? It. I like it. That's a good, yeah, that seems like a good, good response. And, you know, I think maybe even taking it another step further to see, because when, you, when you're rating these properties, there's a bunch of different categories for location, amenities, all these different things. So maybe you find out where they where they gave you a four star or where that, that overall rating was, was dropped and you comment specifically to that to say, Hey, maybe next time, you know, it was the proximity to location. Like for example, for that example would be, you know, what else is close to here that, that you could enjoy. So maybe attacking it, the area that didn't get the, the five star, as long as it's not like cleanliness or something. Yeah. What would be interesting would be like, Hey, did he, rate five star across the board literally left five stars across the board on everything except for the overall cleanliness five star house rules five star communication five star so he gave every line item a five star but when he selected his overall he gave it a four star dang that's painful yeah what do you do with that i mean there's not really anything constructive you can give feedback on other than yeah again yep but again think about this and again the big thing on this is like when she said that in like tons of people replied to her and they loved it and like got a ton of likes and all that stuff so it's one of those mind shift things so now it's not so much about that guest and about making his experience better next time probably you know will he come back maybe likely eh, probably not you know i mean I, I would say probably not so it's more about how do i make this an advertisement for my next guest, right? So that's that's kind of how I would kind of look at that, the response. And I will tell you, sometimes depending on how low the review goes and how salty that is, again, this is like four stars written, written as five stars. It's not like, hey, this person's writing a laundry list of bad things about you, that's totally different. And I think we've already done a podcast on that particular one. In those instances, give yourself some time before you respond. You know, it's easy to want to jump in right away get defensive, all that stuff. But that would probably be my biggest, my biggest tip on that is like, make sure you give yourself 24 to 48 hours before you respond. I, I, I had to do that. We've gotten one three-star review in our history 
and I think I needed at least 48 to 72 hours and there was a lot of deleting and backspacing and, and all that stuff. So again, yeah, any just kind of heated or overly emotional is not the time to respond to, to any type of communication with somebody. You got to wait until you're level headed and all the feelings are, are past. Yep. Sure. Yep. So awesome. Well, again, just wanted to share that little tip with you guys. Think about your, your four stars written as five stars as a real asset to your listing and think of your response as an advertisement for those future bookings because someone's, everybody's gonna bypass all those really good reviews and they're gonna go right to this four star review. So how can you write it in such a way that they're gonna be like, damn, this is a good host, you know, and then wanna come stay with you. So that's it. If you haven't picked up a ticket to the Michigan Short-Term Rentals Conference yet, head over to michiganstrconference.com grab a ticket. We did sell out of the VIPs. This is going to be a sellout event. There's only 190 tickets available and we can't make exceptions because, you know, the space is the space. The space that allows more people is like 10 times more money. Definitely not able to do that this year. It's a, it's a really big space too. So once we're, once we're sold out, we're sold out and we can't make any exceptions for additional ones. So grab a ticket today and I would love to connect with you at the event. And no matter what anybody says, Tony, you're a five-star in my book, bro. So don't let them get you down. Boom. On that note, we're out. Thanks for checking out today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you get a chance, please go over to your podcast player of choice. Leave us a review. We appreciate those that have already taken the time to do so. It just helps us get discovered by more people in that platform. And if you're not on the email list yet, go over to michigan-shorttermrentals.com. Get on the email list. You're going to see it right there on the homepage. And you're going to get four very valuable emails. One's going to be a list of 650 zip codes where we've already analyzed a address and have projected revenue for that address. So you can kind of filter those and see which one has the best projections out of those 650 zip codes. And then you're going to get a furnishing calculator. So you'll get a number or how much does it cost to furnish a four bed, two bath with a hot tub and a ping pong table. And you can use that to really project out your return on investment there. And then also a property grading tool. So you're going to be able to plug in some information like yard size, number of neighbors, amenities, the cost of the property and the projected revenue. And it's going to kick you out a letter grade. So our properties are letter grade B. So if it's B or an A, it could be a good property to pick up. If it's less than that, you might really want to think about, is it going to be a good property? And make sure you connect with Jordan Painter and Tony Stancato on LinkedIn. Send us a connection request there, and we'll make sure we accept it. And we'll talk to you later.